Running Buds. Hey, welcome to the Running Buds podcast. My name is Steve McNamee. I am one of your two hosts. My other host in Utah is Charlie Lambrix. Charlie, how are you? I'm doing well, Steve. I'm doing very well. Um, I ran 20 miles this morning. And as we said on this podcast, if you run 20 miles, it doesn't matter what time you crack open that first beer. So I am <laughs> sipping on a brewski here in Utah on the phone. With yeah. Sure am. You, <laughs> you're sipping on, is this is your first brewski, Charlie? Damn it, Steve. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what time you open that second beer either after my <laughs> miles okay i knew the answer you set me up or i set you up <laughs> however it goes but yeah good for you though i mean you know you earned it my legs feel like that so i agree yeah excellent how great were those uh, guests we had the last few episodes steve uh they were great i i love hearing the perspective of others about those marathons um I myself can get cynical when it comes to marathons. So it, it, I love hearing what <laughs> I love hearing enthusiasm, unabashed yes. positivity, unabashed positivity, enthusiasm. Yes. It was fantastic. what do you think? I, I loved it. Um, uh, for those that haven't listened yet, we did a four part series of what we consider the four most iconic marathons uh, in the U S we talked about Boston, New York, Chicago, and uh, Marine Corps, and we had a different guest for each, and each guest was just so distinctly different from the other, all in their own great ways. Uh, Eric was like the common man runner, the middle of the pack guy. Uh, Walter was like the seasoned veteran elite runner. Um, Jessica was this impassioned elite runner. And then Rachel, I mean this as a compliment, outstanding runner but doesn't it feel like running is just one small part of her life or maybe a big part but just like she just seems so has has such a full life and well-rounded person and running is just a part of that i don't know that's the impression i got from talking to her no it's accurate i'm with you there i do have a bone to pick with her though because um she was our memphis guest and Mm -hmm we let the guests pick the song and she had Elvis, Johnny Cash, BB King, Carl Perkins right at her fingertips. And she went, yep. she went with Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> she, if she went yeah. to pop, she could have even done uh, JT, Justin Timberlake. He's from Memphis. Uh, he is from Memphis. I did have to say, I've never heard that song. And when I did first listen to it, my daughter was in the room. She's 15, and she kind of gave me a look like, "What? why are you playing this song? It's a Taylor Swift song she hadn't even heard. So I, I felt a little cutting edge, but I, I did get judged by my 15-year-old daughter for checking that song out. Deep track? <laughs> deep tracking me, Dad. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think deep's ever been used about Taylor Swift before. Probably not. Um... But enough about those guests. Uh, it was really great feedback we've had about them. So we are probably going to do guests again in the future. Uh, well, yeah. But not today, Steve. And ironically, yeah. what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about uh, our beginnings, origins of running, and how many of us have evolved to being in a group and running with a group. Running with friends. 
friends, making friends, your social network that you develop through time, through miles, through speed, through everything. We're literally talking about running buds on running buds. Pretty much. Aren't we? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we have to be careful, not not headphones, as we would call old timers would call them, but yes, <laughs> running buddies. So yeah, as you alluded to, Steve, that's that's actually how we met. We met through a running group that um, doesn't have an official name, just has a a spot, a place to meet, and a time every Friday and Saturday, and uh, as I understand it, that group's been doing this for decades, and yes. will probably continue to do it decades from now when we're long done from running is that right i can hope so i i have a special affinity for that group going back to when i started running we can talk about this more but when i started running i was pretty much by myself just trying to get miles in and find out what this is all about you and me both and yeah so a friend of mine um that was much faster than i was started getting me out and taking me on runs and you know pushing me to do more and more and at one point I mentioned like, well, you know, should I do that group that meets on Saturdays? And, and his reply was, Oh no, 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 you are not ready for that yet. Which, which I appreciate <laughs> looking back That's at the funny. time I was a little offended, but now that I know what it's all about. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I appreciate it because it's true. I was not ready for that. I, I may have, um, I may have not enjoyed running as much as I do now. And I, well, who's to say? Who's to say? But you know, once I got into that group, it became uh, my my thoughts on running became more serious. Now, I don't remember you being a part of that group when I first started showing up. Do you remember about the time frame that you started running with that group? You know what? I really don't. Uh, I will say, <clears throat> I tend to have a lot of time conflicts um, getting into that group regularly sometimes. There might be long periods of time, especially the Friday morning group. Um, sometimes it's just the fact I, I just like to sleep. So I have gone long periods of time where I've missed that group just because it, it, they do meet so ungodly early. Um, but it's always near and dear to my heart, even when, I, when I'm when i unable to make it due to work or, or sleep or, or whatever else. Absolutely. Um, I have a picture. Um, I live in Utah now. I have not lived in Toledo for three years at this point. And um, uh, ever since um, I left Toledo, I got a picture of that group and it's been framed and it's traveled with us from Toledo to Cincinnati to Memphis and now to Utah. And it's still displayed in the living room. Uh, you are actually not in that picture though, Steve. You couldn't make that day. <laughs> I maybe I must have been sleeping. You and I did get no, you weren't sleeping. You knew you couldn't make it. We did get a picture the week before yeah. or something, which yeah. was uh, our friendly artist's only uh, thing to work on for actually making the little caricature of us for the Running Buds podcast. Actually, that's the picture. Oh, that's right. But anyway, um, yeah, this. This isn't an advice podcast. I know we keep saying that, but when I meet uh, runners who are just starting out or ask me for advice, the one bit of advice I always give them is find other people to run with. Find a group that meets regularly and start being consistent there. 
because the more you run with others, uh, the more you're consistent and you get your miles in. And that is really the main key to getting better at running is to consistently get your miles in. And groups really help with that. They do. They hold they you, do. They hold you yep, accountable. I think that's exactly what I was going to say. You have an accountability now. When your alarm goes off and you sit on the side of the bed, like I've done many times, and all I can think is, oh, gosh, I can't let Charlie down. I got I to gotta get out today. Or There will be texts. There will be, where were you? There will be that <laughs> thing. And, and the thing is, I guarantee you, especially these early morning runs on the weekends, every single person in that group is like, gosh, I do not feel like getting up right now. But if it wasn't for the group, uh, you're out there before the sun comes up, getting your miles in and then boom, you're done for the day. It's great. Yeah. 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 Friday night, Saturday night, you're free. Exactly. Exactly. Um, for that post year. So obviously it's beneficial for just becoming a better runner, but it's also just like very social. Um, especially once you get used to running for a while, talking while running, unless you're doing a hard workout or something, uh, becomes easy. And, you know, that's if you're doing a real long run, that's two and a half, maybe three hours. You're just chatting with other runners. You talk about running, you talk about whatever, you make jokes. Some of us yes. sing. <laughs> we have uh, infamous our group that we that we mentioned earlier that that likes to sing while running. Uh, and you you really can have a lot of fun. <laughs> it 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 makes the miles go by easier. You can. That's that's true. Which leads me into a real real quick story. But when I started group running. I think many of us go through this where you're amazed how effectively people can talk and run at the same time. Cause when you run on your own, it's just not a skill you develop. I mean, maybe you're not doing cardio or, or whatever, but, um, and the, the secondary skill to develop is you can actually laugh and run, which I still, sometimes I double over with laughing and I almost have to stop. But I remember a run in particular that I was laughing so hard. I finally dropped from the group. And I never did catch back up just because of a bit of laughter halfway through that, that threw me off so much. And I mean, I'll never forget the laugh or the argument that was going on that made me laugh, but, but yeah, that's, that's group running. I mean, that is the joy of group running is, is those stupid moments like that, that, that a make you a better runner, but you've got friends, ready-made friends waiting for you to while away the miles this wasn't um this wasn't the time you called me out for wearing tj maxx was it <laughs> that was not that way. i think i did laugh in the same fashion i was in better shape we uh, this was yeah this was two guys arguing who were, who's fatter <laughs> the two of them. and uh I don't, I don't even this was a different group than i think you've joined so it was but it was it was quite entertaining and it went on for many miles and, and finally, somebody said something that put me over the top. I, I couldn't hang on anymore. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can be fun. And honestly, when you get engaged in a stupid story like that, where I've had, dare I say, like, like more substantial conversations on a run, the miles really 
just tick away without you noticing. And yeah. that has almost never happened to me on a solo run. I know exactly how many miles I've done. I've got it. I know exactly how many more are going. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about that the whole time. Whereas I am too. in a group, you don't worry about that as much. Yeah, if you're like me on a slow run, especially a long one, halfway in, I, I'll start doing a countdown. Like, like I'm over the hump, and now I, I start a countdown, and it's, it's almost depressing. And um, like, I, I'm gonna get 20 mile, or I'll start the last five miles. I'll start counting steps. It's, it's just the stuff that goes through your head compared to a solo to a group run is, is it's hilarious. Totally, and there's a couple yeah. different categories i would say of running with others um the simplest is just one or more people that um you know you all text and you agree on the next day and a time that you're going to meet and go for a run it's not like a regularly scheduled thing or whatever it's just reaching out to some friends and agreeing to run the next day which happens quite a bit for me and then um there's kind of how we met there's groups that are sort of informal that um, just have a place and a time week in week out, you know, you can go there and um, they always start the same place. So the routes are fairly similar, if not identical each week. And then there's a little bit more formal where like um, it's put on by a running store or mm-hmm. and maybe it's put on by a running store, but it's at a bar. It's a pub run. It, it might be on, uh, what's that app or website called? Meetup. It's okay. it's like a little more, form. it might have a Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a couple different levels. And I'd say um, all of them are great. All of them work. Um, it's hard to find that first category, but by going to the latter two categories, you can you can find those friends just any day of the week make a decision to to go out and run with and i think that's where the real real benefit is yeah so i have a theory that i sent to you and i'm curious what you think that i like i consider myself an 8 minute miler like when i think of a run if i go out for 10 miles i figure i'm going to be gone for an hour 20 give or take minutes and i would probably consider you probably on a flat course maybe like seven and a half minute miler seven minute right in there is that is that fair uh, yeah yeah if it's yeah. a longer run i i feel like my sort of comfort zone if i'm just running without thinking on a flat course i'm gonna be about like high 720s probably yeah okay so you're you're on the faster end of the spectrum than i am but we're close enough that we can we can hang we can do a run together and we're both happy so my, my theory is that in the time we lived in the same town, if I was a nine minute miler instead of an eight minute miler and you were still you, it's possible we never would have connected. We never would have spoken even. I mean, we would probably know each other, but as far as running goes, this podcast would never have happened. Do you, do you believe that? Uh, I, yes. What you're saying yeah. makes sense. But are you saying like there was this higher power moving your legs fast no no no, i'm saying i I think the theory is there's kind of this natural selection that goes on amongst runners that um say a certain runner that doesn't want to go as fast shows up to you know one of the groups we did 
and gets chucked out the back immediately, um, they may not show up again. Of course. You know, they may find a more appropriate group, and thus their friends become, you know, the people within their range. Our friends become the people in our range. And it just, I mean, it goes on down the line to the point that very fast runners, elites, you know, can really only run with elites regularly. They're not going to spend too much time wasting their time with an eight minute mile like me, for example. At the same time, Steve, so I talked about sort of these three categories, just running with buddies, running in a group, and then running in like a more formal, like scheduled group. And I'd say for those, uh, that third one, like when you just find a run on meetup or on a, um, like a, uh, a running stores website or whatever, don't worry, don't worry about that. And I'm talking to people that, that don't run with groups right now. Don't worry if you're going to fit in or not, because every single one of those I've been to and, um, between all the places I've lived, it's been, it's been several they just kind of separate into their own groups and you'll find somebody to run with. Uh, not right. everybody is doing everything all together. So uh, if you're a 10 minute person or a six minute person, or even beyond those extremes, well, maybe not if you're sub six, uh, you're going to f- find some other people and you keep showing yeah. up to those groups consistently you're going to kind of find these other people to sort of stick around. And then you sort of build that relationship to get into that category one where you don't have to wait till Thursday at 6 PM to go to McGillicuddy's to get your, your miles. in. you can text them on a Tuesday morning and get eight miles in before work, you know? It's, yeah. um, and that's, that's where the huge benefit I think comes. Oh, that's the magic of it. Yeah. And and I don't mean it better, you know, for good or bad. It's just sort of, to me, it's a fascinating, like almost social experiment or, or however you want to put it. But, oh, you know, I mean, I there is like, this. I feel like if you were to have a big enough group of runners all just running down a wide single track and you were able to like have a time lapse to it, it was really quick. It would almost yeah. look like raindrops eventually. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And even so the second category where the the group of of sort of friends that meet up that are of similar pace. Yeah. I, I've and it just you're you saying this reminded me but uh there's times you know you don't always know who's going to show up and the faster end of the group will start showing up and there's times I've just rolled my eyes like I'm just not in the mood for this today where you just kind of wanted to have an easy run and the goons show up and and you know you're in for it. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna turn into much more than you bargained for. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There are there are some cons to running in a group. It's not always daisies and daffodils. Um, and one of the things is, are you ever unless you find that perfect partner, are you ever really truly running your pace? For example, when you said. I'm kind of like about a 7.30 guy and you're kind of an 8. And that works. So maybe we're doing 7.45s and it's just a little quicker than you're comfortable with and it's a little slower than I am. So that is something about a group that it is a little bit of a drawback compared to, to running on your own. Yeah. What other What other drawbacks are there? Well, you know, in terms of, say you're doing a, like, like if you are training, and you keep consistently, like you say, you're not doing your own pace. 
then you really start lacking, you know, maybe what training calls for. In my case, a lot of times I find I do not do slow, easy runs. Even when I say I'm going to do a slow, easy run, like a recovery type run, I don't do it because if I keep getting into the same group, which I love everybody I run with, guys, can't wait to see you next time we run together. But sometimes you do tend to get into the the pace that, that is not a recovery pace. And you can wear down over time. And I'd say in general, you probably end up running faster more often with a group than slow than you would. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Another, and- another drawback, I think, is just time and convenience. I mean, I can leave my apartment right now and get in. I got a couple different routes from here where I'm literally running from my door, looping around and coming back to my door. I don't have to drive anywhere. I start and end on my own terms. And uh, it's, you know, I could, if I'm doing those 730 miles, I can get in an eight mile run in an hour. And that's how long the entire thing takes. Whereas with a group, um, unless you're able to run from your place to where the group is, which is an awesome scenario when that happens, but rarely, um, you're going to spend maybe what, 10 to 15 minutes driving somewhere. Then you get there and you got to wait for somebody that's running a little behind. <laughs> There's and always then, a one. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the group's just not running as fast or that day. So maybe instead of it taking an hour to run that uh, eight miles, it takes an hour and five minutes. And then afterwards you kind of chit chat or again, back to these category three ones that, uh, that meet at a bar or a running store or just generally always go to some bar afterwards, you know, it's a catch 22 cause that's something healthy social adults do is they spend time with other people and chit chat and maybe share a meal or a beverage, but this affair could turn into two and a half hours uh, for an email right. run versus the hour. If I just did it from home. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. That's that actually reminds me of last week. We do have an eight mile loop from that I like to do on, on Mondays. And as runners showed up late, we'd start looping. And once you start looping, your eight mile loop is no longer an eight mile loop because now you've got to cut off if you want to hold it to eight miles. And it was the same scenario. It, eventually, we just ditched the whole eight mile loop and did something completely different than what was planned, which is fine. But, you know, if you're OCD like me when it comes to a training schedule that Oh uh, yeah, I was I was a bit a bit bothered to be out of my routine, but but you got to take the good with the bad. That brings me back. Not that that's bad, but you 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 put it perfectly. That brings me to something else too. Um, so the group we met through every Friday morning, identical route, uh, weekend and week out. Everybody's got to go to work, so we all know what it is. We all do it together. No questions asked. Saturday. Uh, we start out doing, I think, pretty much the identical first, what, eight, seven, eight miles every week. Yep. And then maybe we kind of ad lib from there. Um, another group I ran with all the time in Toledo was uh, Second Soul in Perrysburg. They do a three-mile loop, and then a lot of people turn around and do that same thing back. And it's the exact same route week in week out 
so that's what I spent the first couple of years of my running uh, doing and expecting and just getting used to, like knowing what the route is, going out and doing it. Uh, as I've moved other places and joined other groups, um, it rotates. Um, there's one group here, uh, Utah Running. Uh, I think that's just what it's called, Utah Running Club, Salt Lake City chapter. Uh, we have a rotating four course um uh thing we it's always a different park and it rotates week in and week out amongst these four which i really like because it's kind of the best of both worlds it's consistent i know what i'm going to but it's not um no surprises uh there's another group i do out here uh uh flying irish where they rotate through like i'm not kidding you probably 20 different routes so many that like it's hard to remember which ones are which and this isn't a part of town I live so it's kind of hard to like remember you know and, and yeah, you can yeah, only right. you know when you get the instructions of where to go beforehand it's like uh, okay I'll just make sure I stay behind somebody and follow them and hopefully they know where we're going <laughs> so, so have you had any experience like that do you have a preference when it comes to that uh doing the same you know, I, or different ones i do like the routine of knowing where i'm going you, you know um like the park that we ran the most in you can if you get to the end of a run and you need say three more miles you can about plot out in your mind what three miles is exactly. and come up with a loop. Um, now there's a there's a club north of here the ann arbor well, what are they, uh, the pr run club out of ann arbor but every week, they every Saturday, they have a long run, and they put out water stops, and then they put a map on Map My Run. So you can take a little piece of paper with you, and everybody goes their own pace, and it, mm -hmm. it's a different course all the time. Um, not being local, even with the paper, um, I about get lost every time I'm there if there's not somebody in front of me. And I've ended up um, way off course, and I don't mind it. I mean, it, it's kind of cool to be out of town, but when you're trying to – when you're in mileage control mode, you know, if you go out for say, you know, a 15 miler, you might end up at 17 miles, which happened to me once. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was a bit annoyed by that, but I mean, it's not their fault. They have a great run and, and great routes and everything, but not being local, it's just a risk you take. If you don't know the, the route, you kind of have to be ready to go with the flow. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, it was, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun to be with a group, but, um, you got to know what you're in for. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the most world's boring person, but I do like consistency. I do like having every Wednesday, I do this route every Thursday. I do this route. This is what will get me to my mileage done. I'm thinking about it, but there is one group out here that I specifically uh, go to and participate in just because it's the opposite. And it's, um, the Parks Park City Trail Club, and I meet up with these guys because they're doing a different trail in Park City every single weekend. And Park City is like kind of up the mountain a little bit uh, from Salt Lake uh -huh. City, uh, just gorgeous. It's like 2,000 feet higher than the city itself and just much less um, metropolitan. So uh, I'm going to that one specifically just to see new trails, to climb different mountains, uh, to do things. So uh, I'm being a little bit of a devil's advocate to myself, but um, that's, what's great about that club. 
you know, that it's not the same thing every time that I'm, you know, doing different trails. So it's, it's kind of this catch 22, uh, as was the, uh, the convenience part of the other one. It's cool that, um, you can do an hour run just from your apartment, but it's also cool that when you spend two and a half hours, you get that social aspect, you're meeting other people, you're talking. And as somebody that's moved all over the country, like I have, um, these groups have just been an absolute, uh, godsend. Um, as a 30 something year old adult, it's kind of hard to make new friends. And, uh, moving around the country, I've met like incredible people um, that I've, that I've run with consistently, um, friends for life. And, um, it's meant a lot to me. Um, yeah, it should. And, you know, and then that, that brings us to sort of the next step is when do you cross that line between meeting up for runs and social interactions? Oh, when you like, like, take your your relationship to the next level. You're, uh, the next level. you're not, yeah. You're not just running buds, but you're actually like, uh, meeting up and not running. Yeah, we're fully clothed. Uh, maybe the spouse is coming along. That's you know, funny, I mean, man. Uh, well. I can give you real life examples. So yeah, well, you would be great running into Toledo with that group. And that group's a little different because at least when I started with it, I was the youngest. I think you were the second youngest one after me. That might still be the case. Are you? It is not, but no. Who am I? Well, I guess. Well, Tim wasn't really around. He's younger than you, right? I don't know. Yes, we're, getting, we're, we're, getting way, we're getting way too specific now. But anyway, uh, there's a <laughs> naming names now. Yeah, there's a decent age gap between me and the rest. But um, yep. I don't know when exactly that uh, went away, but it did because um, I'm going to start using names again. But like Mark, I specifically remember meeting him up at stuff. I think it starts first at races, you know, you all go to a race and then you're all enjoying a beer afterwards together. And then you're like, yeah. this was fun. Let's do something like this more. And, and I don't know when you, you kind of broach that. I can't remember, well, Toledo, but Cincinnati was quick because I basically met one guy who introduced me to another guy. And then we were like this team of three. Uh, uh, then we had a couple people in and out that would run with us too. But um, yeah, but I feel like similar really quick because I was literally doing at least five runs a week with one, if not both of these guys. And then it just became natural. Like, what are you guys doing this weekend? Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, we'd love to join you. So that happened real quick. Memphis. Wow. Memphis is different because all the runs in Memphis finish with beer anyway, at least the ones at night. <laughs> so I, I don't know. And I don't know if that ever happened. We had some good friends in Memphis already that we kind of had that non-running social aspect to. So I don't know if it actually ever happened. Like Rachel, for yeah. example, I can't think of a time that I ever like hung out with her completely outside of running um, but or it doesn't sound like there's a point to getting together. If you drink after every run, then 
you're already seeing each other socially. Exactly. And then that, that did kind of become people going and getting a meal afterwards. And I did a few of those. Um, but then here in Utah, there's just so many transplants, you know, that it just kind of happens, but it is still weird. Like as a married person asking another guy that's married to someone else, like basically do you and your wife want to go on a date with me and my wife? But defining it as say like, for example, our friend Mark would, would ask, Hey, there's a band. Do you want to go, you know, do you want to go yes. listen to music on Friday? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well, yeah. You know, like, and then there's always, you, you come home. I should say there's always the first time in those cases, you have to come home and then you have to explain to, to your spouse, like, okay, so uh, we ha- I have this friend that I run with, and I promise we're not going to talk about running the whole time, but there's going to be a band, there's going to be stuff for you to do, and we'll keep you, we'll keep you entertained too. You know, you have to, you have to give that, that guarantee to the non-running guest that they're going to fit in as well, because, you know, you have this whole backstory with your running crew that your non-running spouses significant others friends don't necessarily have and you don't want to marginalize them for sure it's quite a step without running though i don't know what i would have done honestly involved in something else but like it legitimately became part of my strategy for meeting other people when moving to a new city and it it's worked it's worked a little bit of a story. So the first move we did was to Cincinnati from Toledo, which isn't that far, but it's still like what, three and a half, four hours. So I didn't really know that many people down there. And at least I didn't know any, any runners. And I was so used to running with others all the time that I really wanted to build those relationships. Well, uh, just like Toledo has the, I can't think, what's the name of that run that's three weeks before Glass City Marathon? Ed Dibble. Oh, the Ed Dibble run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh, now defunct, by the way, but yeah. Oh, really? In a different, it exists in a different form, but but oh. yeah, there's there's still a long run, but it, it's just changed quite a bit. From It grew, it grew too big. I knew it at the one place and I think I only know it about the way it changed. I never did it on the towpath because it used to oh, be. Oh, okay. Okay. Gosh, we are. <laughs> we have a lot of people from Toledo listening. <laughs> yeah. Tangentially run, run, change the grow. Yeah. <laughs> I only saw it since it expanded and it's, I love it. Uh, great yeah. great race shirt by the way just give us a solid cotton t-shirt and i will love the race shirt yeah anywho uh cincinnati has a similar thing because uh, as most people know listening to this you really want to do your last long run before a marathon three weeks out so three weeks out from the flying pig marathon they had one of these organized runs and it just kind of fit in the schedule it, um to be uh, that we were going to be down there, like looking at apartments and stuff. So I was like, perfect. I'm going to go to this. I'm just going to run my pace, uh, see if I can find anybody to group up with, explain, hey, I'm new in town. Um, I'm going to be moving here in a couple weeks, though. I'd love, could I contact you to run sometime? And 
that exact thing happened. <laughs> like it just was like, I had this strategy in my head and it, it was one guy. I ran with him for five or six miles and all I did was luckily I have an easy name to remember. I was like, add me on Facebook and we'll kind of connect get back from the run I told my wife I was like I think I made a friend and I was just like giddy about it and then he added me later I was like oh my gosh my friend added me on Facebook and then this and then long story short fast forward um six months we're at this guy's wedding (laughs) so um and still uh, he introduced me to this one other guy uh shout out to brian and mike and um they're great they came out skiing the two of them flew in and went skiing with me this this winter uh we all have done what race did we oh they they came to memphis and we all did the uh uh, the saint jude marathon together i've been out yeah uh, brian lives in la now i've gone out there twice i've gone back to cincinnati and stayed at mike's house and just like I only lived there one year, <laughs> but I have these like light lifelong friends now uh, because yeah. of this and because I reached out to others and did this whole group run thing. <laughs> That's great. I love the, it, it's, I have kids. You don't yet. And congratulations, by the way, on your impending child. And we are in the third trimester. Crunch time. Uh, my new my new favorite running bud will be here in October. Awesome. That's great. Man, October, that's really coming fast, I'm realizing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, all we're doing between then is we buying a house and moving into it. So just not oh, even stress-free until then. <laughs> <laughs> of course, so I'm throwing Charlie's a marathon. A short, yeah. Of course, I'm Charlie's throwing not a marathon. on the podcast. We'll know why. Yeah, of course, I'm throwing a marathon in there, too. You know, got to have my swan song <laughs> before he comes. <laughs> but uh, even but as a parent, when your child comes home from first grade or kindergarten and announces for the first time, I made a friend, the pride that you feel as a parent is is almost unmatched. And so it, it's, it must be the same thing for you to come home and realize that you've made a friend. I'm sure. Well, obviously I became close with this guy and later we were all out probably some bar or something and and chatting about it. And his wife was telling us, Oh, you should have seen him that day. He's like, I found somebody that I think I can run with. He he can do my pace. This is great. So he was, he was giddy as well, which uh, was touching to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's great. Um, and so, so besides my theory that that pace determines friendship to some extent, the other thing is that I think a running friend or running bud, um, you build more of a bond than many other activities. Just because, in the same way that there's fraternity or sorority hazing, you do go through this shared suffering. It is almost a form of hazing together. Side by side, you go through all of these experiences. Besides the time you just spend together. Yeah. I think there's this, there's this shared pain that you, when you endure with others, you just form this bond that's, that's deeper than a regular friendship. Say if you were bowling or, or golfing or, or many other activities. And I may be wrong. It's just a theory. But, but I feel like it's pretty solid based on observation. What do you think? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a mutual running bud of ours, uh, Steve, uh, married us. <laughs> My yeah. wife and I. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I to- felt totally comfortable asking him to do that just because we had spent three years running together and kind of you really get to know somebody when you're yes. doing that. And um, it was a no brainer. Now, here's a question for you, Steve. Uh, I still have a lot of very good friends. Um, I call them best friends that I've never run one single mile with. <laughs> and it's almost like this whole other world. And they realize I have this crazy hobby and uh, I've gone for runs the mornings of bachelor parties and things, but I don't know. Do you still sort of have this uh, maintain a, a, a lot of relationships outside of running? And is it hard to like keep those alive uh, when you're adding these other people and these other people that you're so much more active with into your life? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely have friends outside of running, but it like you, you kind of put it, it's almost like having the second life. And, you know, the more you run, the more you get involved and the more you dedicate time, it, it takes over, you know, your second life takes over your first life. And, and it gets to the point that you, when you see your non running friends, they know to ask you about running and then that's about all you talk about. You know, it's almost as if every runner needs to have a shirt they wear that just said, you know, feel free to ask me about my run or that kind of, you know, just cause it's, it's, it almost is what I can always make my way to running in any conversation, whether it's a runner or not. And sometimes I hear myself do it, but yeah, running takes over. It definitely takes over. Yeah. And I get just obsessed with my mileage. Like I, I know you do. And it's like, Oh man, I'm not going out on a Friday night because I've got to do 20 Saturday morning. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's true. you, it, it almost might be easier for me because I've, now that I've moved, um, all my friends are running friends now. <laughs> like in Utah, I don't really have any non running friends. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not opposed to non running friends. It's just like, I don't know how that would ever happen, honestly. But, um, <laughs> But it's it is almost easier to maintain these long distance relationships because yeah almost well on that point yeah so like a like a non runner would know to ask me questions like for example you know do you have any races coming up just to make conversation and then I'll just listen to myself it's almost like an out of body experience like oh yeah I've got a five k coming up in two weeks but you know I'm using that as a tune up for a ten k but you know and I'm training for the you know and you start listening to yourself like oh my god I'm just droning on I can I could talk about running like twenty four seven if these people would let me and I like yeah, I said it's almost with- an out of body experience because at some point it just it controls you. With my non-running friends, I try and just stay vague. Yeah, I was pleased <laughs> with how it went. Yeah, I'm training for this, keeping busy with that. Probably the only non-runner I really like get into more detail with is is my mom, just because she's actually interested in everything that goes on in my life, <laughs> whether it's yeah, well, <laughs> including running. So, um, yeah, but she has to be your friend, Charlie. Yeah, otherwise, no. She's, she's got to look for every word. 
She's going to listen to this too. She's a big fan of the podcast. So, oh, good. We'll have to send her some swags, one of our t shirts. <laughs> you, wait, you got t shirts? <laughs> no. Okay. So, we don't have t shirts, but, but we do have a couple of things. We have an email address, which is budsrunning at gmail.com. We have Twitter, which is at budsrunning. And is that it? What else do we have? Right. We have um, we have a playlist also on Spotify because I realize 99% of you aren't hearing the music at the end of this podcast that we always close each episode with. Uh, but you can hear all of it if you go on Spotify and just look for Running Buds episode music and you can find it there. You can find Taylor Swift and then all the good music we have on there too. Oh, being a little rough on Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yeah, I have picked on her a few times. Um, Rachel Randall's best friend, but uh, I'm not really worried about losing that demographic, the Taylor Swift listening <laughs> fan base. But one thing I, I wanted to add about running in a group, yeah. I don't know if you experienced this at all, Steve, but do you remember like the first time joining a group, just like that sort of first day of school feeling, like wondering if you're not going to belong or who to talk to or or – how to really approach it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got that feeling too. Um, and uh, Conversation. Yeah, what I would, the advice I would give to everyone listening is um, every single group I've ever run with has been extremely welcoming and has like, they want people there. That's why they organize the group. Um, I'm just thinking of like, my friend John, who organizes the Flying Irish here in Utah, or my buddy Tyler that does another group out here, like they are always looking for people to join the group. So they're going to welcome you. All you got to do is just walk up and some of these things, you don't have to sign up for anything. Some of them are organized online through Meetup and Meetup kind of makes it seem a little like you're supposed to sign up or RSVP. Don't worry about any of that. Just show up and and they're going to be happy to have you. So yeah, it's, that's the advice that we give out. It's one of those things with no agenda. It, you just, they just want companionship. I mean, it, and I do too. I want, I want groups. I love it. We all just want to be loved, Steve. When it comes down to it. Yes. I just want to. Prove it. <laughs> no, I think we all do kind of want to be a part of a tribe, especially doing something like this crazy hob- uh, hobby of ours, but <laughs> yeah. Well, you got anything else on running in a group or running with friends? I do not. I probably do. I could probably talk for hours and hours and hours, but I, I think my best stuff is on the podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. I think I got a good song for us. Um, I do. We're going we're gonna to get back to uh, rock and roll. We got a nice bluesy one by Canned Heat. Their cover, <laughs> in their cover of uh, uh, Let's Work Together. <laughs> in honor of uh, running with others, running friends, running buds, and working in a group. Let's Work Together by Canned Heat. Uh, Steve, this is one of those songs, if it doesn't get your foot tapping, you better check your pulse. That's right. (laughs) Till next (laughs) time, everybody. Bye. Running Buds.